The Dart Depot is proud to be partnering with SENZ to bring you the very best in darts. 180! Talking darts, this is At The Oki on SENZ. Kia ora everyone and welcome into our At The Oki podcast special to recap day four of the PDC World Darts Championship. Firstly, I just wanted to apologise as there was no day three wrap. We had a couple of technical issues, but I'm glad to be back. And I will touch on those results very, very shortly as there were some very big talking points to come out of those eight games. But day four saw another eight games, six first round ties. One of them should definitely not have been a first round tie, but that's the luck of the draw. And we also had two more second round clashes. Let's quickly touch on those results from day three and we saw the first seeded player dumped out with Daryl Gurney losing to Scotsman Alan Souter three sets to nil. All three of those sets went the distance but Souter nailed those big moments and to get the win he hit a magical 160 finish. You've given everything. You've given everything but it might not be enough. What a dart! What a shot! What a win! who's made a habit of winning the big games with the biggest checkouts. Yes, what a player Alan Souter is. He is still a fireman. He revealed after the match that he is going to be working on Christmas night. Lewis Capaldi was actually there a couple of days earlier and he gave his support uh, towards Alan Souter. Of course, Lewis Capaldi, the well-known Scottish musician. And Alan Souter also works with guide dogs. What an incredible man. We will get him on at the Oki at some stage, but he is pretty busy. But that will be in the works. The other results were pretty straightforward with Martin Lukeman beating Norobiro, Yamamoto 3-0, Simon Whitlock and Adam Gavlas claimed 3-2 wins over Christian Perez and Richie Burnett respectively. Gavlas had to win to keep his tour card so that is a huge moment for him. Then Ryan Meikle held off a resurgent Lisa Ashton to win 3-2, Cameron Menzies and Josh Rock had 3-1 wins over Diego Portela and Jose Jesusia before Dimitri Vandenberg swept aside Lawrence Agarlin to win 3-0 and he won by hitting the biggest finish of the tournament to date. He wants the bullseye for the match. That is Dimitri Vandenberg at his best. That is Dimitri Vandenberg doing things like he can... To day four we go now and it started off with a very early morning session. The sessions were starting a bit earlier in the morning and later at night to accommodate for the FIFA World Cup. But day four started off with Latvia's Madras Rama beating Indian qualifier Prakesh Jiwa 3-1. Three of those sets went the distance so it could have easily gone the other way. Then the man from the Sheik, Karl Sadecik, produced the highest average of the tournament at that stage, just over 98 in a stunning 3-0 win over Raymond Smith. But this for the match... Raymond was a huge favourite heading to that match as he tried to replicate his stunning run to the last 16 a year earlier, but it wasn't meant to be. Then a moment of history was created as Vladislav Omelachenko became the first Ukrainian player to appear at the World Champs. There is usually a qualifier set aside for the Baltic nations, but due to the war going on at the moment, all Russian and Belarusian players had been suspended from taking part in PDC events, which meant it was mainly Ukrainian players taking part in a qualifier, which went over a couple of days. Olomachenko did lose 3-0 to England's Luke Woodhouse, but the highlight was his 143 checkout in the third set. 
big ask from Lichenko, but it's on. Treble 17. Oh, here we go. Double 16 for the roof raiser. And he gets a really good shot from Lichenko. And look at his support. Brilliant moment again. And sportingly acknowledged by Luke Woodhouse. Olomachenko did speak through an interpreter after the match and he did share about what it meant to him to be there and also Ukraine and he also touched on a few things like the growth of darts in Ukraine and how he hopes to be back there in the future. Now, the last game of the morning session was a second round clash between Damon Hetter and two-time world champion Adrian Lewis and it was a one-sided clash which Hetter claimed a comfortable 3-0 win. He's a man who has been making the improbable a regularity this year. And it might have been improbable to think he'd win this 3-0 against the two-time world champion. But that's how good this man is. The Aussie number one. The second session was a 180-a-thon. Well, it was for the first two games, which started with Mike De Decker claiming a 3-1 win over Jeff Smith of Canada. Belgium De Decker threw eight 180s in the win, and he was also 50% on his doubles as well, which were very impressive stats. Then came the match of the tournament thus far. And I hate blowing my own trumpet, but unfortunately I have to. Sorry, guys. But this game was one I highlighted in our shows before the World Champs, and that was Scott Williams against Ryan Joyce in an all-England tussle. Williams got the win 3-1, but this game was such a high standard that both players averaged over a ton. Joyce actually had the higher with 103, which is the highest at the World Champs to date. There was also a combined 17 180s. Williams hit 10 of those, 5 of those in the first set, and he also threw a 164 finish. Is it too late? Double 14. That is a performance from the gods. He would have been dreaming of this moment. This was a very intriguing contest because the winner would get the right to face Rob Cross, who was a sixth seed, and after one tough game, I bet playing Rob Cross is probably the last thing you actually want to happen. But firstly, this was interesting because Williams only just got his tour card not that long ago after finishing top of the Challenge Tour. He had been dominating that for so long, he had actually earned the right to play on the PDC Tour when players had pulled out. And earlier this year, he actually became the, just the third player to win a PDC ranking title without being a tour card holder. And then you have a man like Joyce who was once a quarter finalist here. He's a man who's very good on his finishing and both players showed their true qualities on the big stage. You really do have to feel for Joyce because you felt like if he played anybody else, he would have definitely won. But it wasn't meant to be and that is the luck of the draw. Here are some comments from Scott Williams after the match. Yeah, absolutely love it. But we're here to do a job at the same time, so as, regard, as, as good as the year's been, I've got a job to do on Friday as well, so that's what I'm looking forward to, regardless of what's happened in the last nine, ten months. Um, I've, got, I've got, you know, four or five days to just uh, compose myself and get myself ready for Rob on um, Friday afternoon, and that's going to be a tough, that's going to be one of the toughest games in my, my career ever. It, technically the biggest game, money-wise, as well as just uh, the accolade of it. But um, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm just looking, I'm just looking forward to it happening now. You mentioned there, Rob Cross, next round. I believe you've been practicing with him over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I was, right? with him, I was with him last weekend. Um, he was throwing fantastic. But so was I. Yeah. Uh, and I, I showed tonight. And I've showed in the past what I can do. So I'm just going to go and do what I do, regardless of what he can do. And just give the crowd what they want to see. And you mentioned one game at a time, but if you can replicate that sort of performance consistently, you must believe you can go a long way here. Yeah, 
Yeah, of course, but at the same time, it's I'm not here. as much as I'd love to go all the way or, or that far. It's um, it's all it is all about taking one game at a time, and it's so cliche, but it, it's true. It, you're not bothered about who you got in the, the, the last 32, last 16, who you could place in the final. Your next game is my next game is Rock Cross. It's last game on Friday afternoon, 23rd of, of, of December, two days before Christmas. That's what I'm bothered about now. Is preparing for that, getting ready for that. Scott Williams there, who will face Rob Cross in the second round, and I expect that to be an absolute cracker of a contest. Then came an all-North American clash with Matt Campbell against Danny Bagish. Canadian Matt Campbell went into the match as the huge favourite over American Bagish, but it was Bagish who ended up claiming an upset 3-0 win to keep his hopes of keeping his tour card alive. That's nine scored, he's 58. He gets a match start. Double top is the target. And the gambler comes up, drops at Ali Pali again. There is still plenty of work for Bagish to do to keep his tour card. He now has to go beat Mervyn King, which will be no easy task. And then last up for the night was Nathan Aspinall against Boris Kritschmer. And the Asp was made to work hard, but came away with a 3-1 win. Maybe what he ended up doing. That was to stay alive, you feel. And there you have it. Nathan Aspinall. Just recapping all the results from day four there. Madras Razma got things underway with a 3-1 win over Prakish Jiwa. Carl Sidacek beat Raymond Smith 3-0. Luke Woodhouse beat Vladislav Olomachenko 3-0 as well. Damon Hetter then beating two-time world champion Adrian Lewis 3-0. Then Mike Dedeka beat Jeff Smith 3-1. Scott Williams beat Ryan Joyce by the same scoreline, although Ryan Joyce, as I said earlier, has actually produced the highest average of the tournament so far, 103.04. Danny Baggish to beat Matt Campbell, three sets to nil, two. Then Nathan Aspinall beating Boris Kritschmer, 3-1. There are two more sessions coming up on day five of the World Darts Championship. The same format again. We have six first-round games and two second-round clashes. We start off in the morning session, or the afternoon session it will be now. Andrew Gilding, Robert Owen, Danny Jansen against Paolo Nabrida, Neil Zonavald against Louis Williams, and then Jose D'Souza against Simon Whitlock. Then in the evening session, we have Gert Nietzsche's Leonard Gates, Richie Edhouse, David Cameron, the bronze Adonna Steve Beaton against Danny Van Tripp, and then Gerwin Price, a former world champion, the winner of the New Zealand Darts Masters earlier this year as well. He faces Luke Woodhouse. I'm just going to run through my picks here. I am going to go Andrew Gilding to beat Robert Owen. I'm going to go Danny Jansen to win as well against Paolo Nabrida. I think I'm going to go towards Louis Williams to beat Neil Zonavald. I'm going to pick Simon Whitlock to beat Jose D'Souza. Then in the evening session is a bit harder. I'm going to say Gert Nenches beats Leonard Gates, but it's not going to be easy. I'm going to lean towards Richie Edhouse as well to beat David Cameron. Steve Beaton, I think, will beat Danny Van Tripp. And then Gerwin Price should beat Luke Woodhouse. Not too many real upsets in there. If I was to highlight that one real upset, I would say Simon Whitlock winning because Simon Whitlock is not a seeded player and he's currently ranked outside the 32. And we are getting very close to being the end of our first round game. So including tomorrow's session, which there are six, uh, we have three 
on the following day and then we have two after that and the next day and then it will be all around two clashes all the way through until Christmas so the last session will be on Saturday New Zealand time and that will be then they'll have a bit of a break and it'll be back on Wednesday New Zealand time with all third round games from there on that's all we've got time for today on our At The Oki podcast special to talk all things PDC World Darts Championship don't forget to rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from keep listening and up the darts